This week on Vinyl Analysis, we talk to rock and roll couple Josh and Angie Kulo from The Pretty Filth, where we break down Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood album. Girls love this record. This was something for, for sure. all of us. This is something 100%. we could meet in the middle on. Because it's sexy. This kind of music it has a sexy groove to it. It's That era does have that that I feel like we lost later on in the 90s to where it just became Everybody Was Miserable. Analysis. I am your host, Arch Madness. Along with me, the Tracy to my guns producer, Greg Hansberry. Yo, Greg, what what did you do for uh, summer break? We, we took a lot of time off, didn't we? It, it, we did. You know, uh, I took a, a family well road trip to uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Jesus, dude. Yeah, went to a Cardinals game. Oh, right I've got on, fucking right kids and stuff, Archie. What right do you expect? On. Well, I, I, well, no, I'm not expecting you to, you know, to go to Panama City. I'm just <laughs> saying, Greg, for Christ's sake. Anyway, it was a blast. Well, good. Oh, I'm glad. And the kids had fun. We had a great time. Okay. Drank a lot of Anheuser Busch products. Fair enough. <laughs> and you know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get right into it because uh, these two people. This has the possibility, Greg. Number one, because we've done shots beforehand uh, number two because you wait till you see the bonding that's that's gonna happen uh these cats this could be a two-part uh, i give to you from the pretty filth josh and angie Kulo. guys how are we thank you good 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 living What's the dream up? man right just got back from uh, la had a phenomenal weekend out there happy to be back in cbus we're gonna talk about that trip yeah. in just a few sure now you two and, and josh let's We'll save this for another time. We have history together, and I apologize. Um, something's up with my short-term memory. <laughs> I haven't figured it out yet. You and Dory. But, uh, I mean, dude, I'm telling you, you and I have history together. Uh, I've, I've done gigs with you. And Absolutely. I've seen your band. You guys are amazing. Thanks. There was always something in the back of my mind, Angie, I swear to God, there was something in the back of my mind like, how do I know that guy? But it was, it was one of those deals where either I saw you at, at like at a Tommy O'Brien show. Mm -hmm. That's that's where it happened, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, Fuck, I know that guy, man. I know them. They're awesome. Uh, you guys have an amazing band. Uh, where did you two meet? How oh you my go? god! No, I'm just kidding. We don't need to go that wow. route. But, but, but no, we don't need to go that route. Yeah. But that's the, a good story. That's but the pretty story. filth. That's an NC Seventeen story. Yeah, but the pretty filth. <laughs> you you guys. So, and you're the you're the lead vocalist. Talk to us, Goose. I mean, how did the, how did your band I'm get together? He's Goose, actually. <laughs> Is that how that works? Jesus Christ! They've got that going. Yes, Greg, for sure. They've got that, that going. That was decided years ago. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> good call, bro. Good call. Just let her make the decisions. Right on. Absolutely. So, Ange, right on. Talk to us. The pretty filth. How did it? How did it all happen? Um, it's awesome. It started uh, as a joke, and uh, we were with uh, friends and family members down in the basement, everybody playing instruments. We are diehard 80s fans, and the guys said, dude, let's do a band. And I was like, you people are on the pipe insane, whatever, you know, but I'm not paying any attention to it. And then it eventually evolved 
into actually. Well, you sound amazing. Oh, thank you. And That's you so really nice. do. And and whatever. Guess get used to it, Neil Geraldo. <laughs> just just let it just let it happen. Yeah. Just let Pat do her thing. Uh, but but no, and that, and that's the thing, and and I'm excited to talk about this before we get to what's on our table and what we're jamming to. Uh, Josh, honestly, man, it, it's we were talking about this before we went on the on the air here for this uh, this podcast. There's such a community for folks our age yeah, who love the type of music that we are going to talk about, the kind of music that you guys perform it's the best music. in yeah. your band. This is this is great. This is awesome. I'm glad we're able to do this. I'm glad I got you guys on before I even realized your and I our connection. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to get you guys on. So I, I that much awesome. that much I, I wanted to, I wanted to let you guys know now, your thoughts on, on where you're at. Yeah, what what you're saying is is absolutely accurate. Uh, Columbus Radio is is predominantly you know late '70s and '80s music, and there's a reason for that. It's because there's a draw for it. Look at the bands that were performing in arenas 20, 30 years ago. They're still touring. They're still selling out smaller shows now. There is a draw for people wanting to hear Journey, Def Leppard, Motley Crue. They want to hear all these bands. That's why you hear it on the radio on half the stations in town. That's why they're still touring. Uh, the, the You got the Journey, Def Leppard show coming up. I mean, come on. You're talking about two iconic bands. People are obsessed with this music, and there is a draw for it. It's why when you go out to bars, half the bands are playing these songs. Let me just throw this out there. Nights at the Rock Table, and I and I need you two and your bandmates to come out to either a couple of these different shows. To We, we need to get this message out that... This scene is it's it's really. Oh my god! Really we should make a video. Oh well, I'm in, I'm down with that. We should <laughs> like make a like, twisted a sister like, like we're not gonna take it. And we could like jam the streets. It would be awesome. I'm, I'm <laughs> in. Let's do it. I'm in. Knights of the Rock Table. Our next one, producer Greg, is going to be actually at uh, Seven Sun Brewing here in Columbus, Ohio. That is July 31st. But <laughs> but I want you guys to be a part of what we are trying. What Doug and and Kevin and I. And Greg are are trying to put together here in in Columbus, but also people listening because there's so many there's so many uh, Columbuses around the country. Oh, without a when doubt. I, when I say that, I, I'm talking about people who love '80s rock yeah. and '80s metal, and that's that's what we love to talk about. We travel a lot, uh, and you know, coast to coast, honestly, and everywhere we go, there are stations playing this music. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's not just Columbus. It is everywhere, coast to coast, without a doubt. So we're going to get into our our first segment, What's on Your Table? What's on Your Table? So here is the segment where we talk about what we are currently listening to. We'll get to the Kulos in just a second, but I'm going to start with you, Producer Greg. So Producer Greg, you go, then I'll go, then we'll talk to to Josh and, and Angie. Uh, Greg, what are you what are you jamming on? Uh, we've talked about this young band before, out of Michigan, I think. Boo! Oh, well, come on, now. okay. Greta Van Fleet. Oh, I love those guys. Now, uh, just today, uh, on the uh, date of this recording, um, they have released a new single. They, you know, they put out an EP uh, like last it. year ago, um, and uh, meh. Oh, 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 oh. she's feeling the see what she did there feeling the fire well, fan of the flames the here isn't it amazing how we have a young group who wants to play rock and roll god forbid and i'm going to give you your mic yeah, back no, you're good but god forbid their influence or is one of their influences led zeppelin is led zeppelin uh, hello how about every other fucking no dude shit, who picked up an electric man. guitar no shit yeah 
Lose your attitude. Yeah. And we've brought this up before. Look, I'm not pointing any fingers. Kingdom Come, White Snake, the list goes on and on. Even the White Stripes, well, my, uh, yeah, one of my man. favorites, Jack White. Go, go, run with it, All right, well, So anyway, they, they released a new single off this uh, a record that they're really, the, the highly anticipated record. And uh, the single is, waiting. The single is When the Curtain Falls. And it is, again, very Zeppelin-esque, but it's, it's fucking cool. I it's love it, tight. man. That means they have cool parents, probably. Probably, well, I hope hell so. Hell yeah, they do. Or they have cool stations around them. But yeah, they've surrounded themselves with... Uh, Look, man. I'm sorry. Go, go, Greg. Well, and then I will say, I want to be the. I really like it, but I want to be the devil's advocate because I see, see what side of the table you're on here. If they're a one-trick pony, regardless if they sound like Zeppelin or they sound like the Who or they sound like whoever, then they're gonna they're gonna be short-lived. They're really fucking talented, but eventually they're gonna have to start. You got a song right, Doing kids. something else. Yeah. You got a song right, kids. But it's really tight. When the uh, when the curtain falls is their new single. Look, I don't I don't want to go into too much of a tirade here. Because when it first started, I understood the angst. I stayed out of it. When we had Christy Kemper and Jim Roseberry on here, I, I kind of just said, tell me what you guys think. Because I didn't want to get involved in, in, in the melee, in the fray here. Isn't it crazy? Kulos and, and, and Josh and Angela, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Isn't it crazy how a band wears influences that we love... For sure. And they're catching shit for it. It's because it, people are haters nowadays. Everybody's jealous of everybody else. They're fantastic. They sound great. And I love nothing more than to see the youth of today stepping up to the plate and playing actual rock music. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome, too. Josh, what do you think, bro? Yeah, we, to say that, uh, that most music that comes out today is quality is just not true. So to have something that is fresh... Uh, like Greta Van Fleet, like Tyler, Brian, The Shakedown. These are young and upcoming bands who are influenced by the folks that we grew up with and who we respect, and they're opening up for those guys now. I mean, these guys are opening up for Guns N' Roses. They're hanging with Chris Stapleton. How many bands, Kulos, how many bands have tried to do this? And, and I hear the struts thrown out. Yeah, I hear yeah. I hear all these other, you know, Royal Blood. There's all these other bands, and I, and I get that. I understand yeah. that. But there's more of a rock element. There's not a growler. There's not. There's none of that. This is they ha- this is legitimate. Lo- this is legitimate rock. I think that's exactly what it is. I think that jealousy because these kids actually do nail it yeah. instead of being just a variant of something. They sound phenomenal. If you if you were someplace and just hear it in the background, you would literally pause and say, "Who is that?" It's not. It doesn't blend in with today's music at all. It's fantastic. I think they, it's great. They stand out, and and you know, to what Greg said, there is a lot of pressure on them because they are being pulled up uh, right now and being compared to, to Zeppelin and people like that. They do need to show up, and they do need to be songwriters and do what they have to do. Uh, but uh, they're amazing. This is going to be an important discussion. This is going to be something we talk about on just about every damn vinyl analysis, whether it's a Knights of the Rock table or it's me and Greg with some guests and we're doing a vinyl analysis. This is... This is huge right now for rock, and I just don't want to push these kids back just yet. I want to see what they have. I want to I want to hear this new record. I want to see what they have before we judge them. All right, now, what's on your table? I'm going to go before we go uh, to Josh and Angie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, when this show is being recorded, there is a Faster Pussycat show that is vast on the horizon. You can check out my Facebook page. I've been talking about it forever. Uh, Missy Tong, thank you so much. I want to thank the gang out in uh, Heath 
at the Muddy Creek Saloon, the gang out there for making this happen, because I want to talk Faster Pussycat. Uh, the first Faster Pussycat album and that second one, Wake Me When It's Over. I have been jamming on that. Uh, I went to the beach recently. That is what I listened to under the umbrella. Nice. We forget how important this band was. We, we talk about the Guns N' Roses on this show. We talk about the L.A. Guns. Uh, even beforehand with, with Van Halen in the late 70s, Motley Crue. Uh, and we'll get into Molly Crew with you guys here in a little bit. But the whole Sunset Strip scene. Do not downplay what, and I know he's not in the band anymore. I'm going to bring up Brent Muscat. But but what Tammy Down and, and those guys were able to do. They were an awesome fucking band. And I cannot wait to see Faster Pussycat again. Uh, Tammy is sober. So I'm hoping that that leads to something that I felt in the late 80s when I saw these guys. I'm hoping that happens, but Faster Pussycat is on my table. I cannot wait for this show, and they're so underrated, and they're so underappreciated. I can't wait for it. Uh, Kulos, let, let's let's start with... Uh, you know what, Ange, we're going we're gonna to start with Josh, because okay. we're probably going to start with you most of the time. Josh, you get that a lot, don't you? You get that a lot, Josh, right? Not even close. Hey, what's on your table, brother? All right, so first of all, I want to touch base on what you were just saying. Uh they are awesome, and the fact that when they came out and they made their impact on a Sunset Strip, they were comparable to a GNR. Uh, such a, a ton of talent that band, and uh, like you, I'm very appreciative that they're still out doing it and kicking ass and giving us the opportunity to still enjoy. How many times, Josh, do we say with the bands that we love out of that era, out of that vicinity, and I'm talking about out on the West Coast mm-hmm. there uh, with the Sunset Strip, the first two records. Oh, yeah. First two records. Oh, yeah. It's before people could get their claws on them, before yeah. the record reps could get yeah. their claws on them. Before they could enter the the the, the processors and all the other BS and the backing tracks. And, Bob and, Rock. And, well, and let's, <laughs> and, and let's be honest, once they get to that third album, they've made their money, and they're pretty much blown on coke and heroin the whole time. So the, the, There's you know, some truth in that. It kind of skips a little bit as well. Tis the era. What are you jamming on? What are you, What's on your table, Josh? All right, so check it out. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> Go ahead and throw your actually, Yacht Rock shit at me. I get, I am, I'm fans. friends with you on Facebook. We, what's the name of your patio again? The, uh, the Kulo Yacht Rock Pavilion. Okay, right, right. It, it you, can, actually you can like it on you can, Facebook. You can actually like it on Facebook, and you can actually check into it as a Greg, location. Greg, are you following along with this shit? It's one, two, three, Thunder Island. We literally, I stumbled across. Don't mind that chair, Ange. I stumbled across the playlist a couple years back, and I'm like, what the hell is Yacht Rock? And then I realized, oh my god, this is really cool. Did you and ever see the comedy troupe that does the Yacht Rock videos, no. the, the history of Yacht Rock? No. Check them out. Really? It's pretty phenomenal. Oh, wow. Very Yeah, there's cool. a bunch of like eight to ten minute vignettes. No. These cats have done it, and they've nailed wow, it. Wow. And amazing. Yacht Rock's cool, man. It is. We, we, we become uh, huge fans uh, to the point that... We've really gone out and seen a lot of these bands. We've seen uh, America, Little River Band. We actually just got back from Los Angeles. Tell them. Tell them. We spent the weekend in Los Angeles, and the entire trip was planned around going to the Hollywood Bowl to see Christopher Cross, Kenny Loggins, and Michael McDonald. Okay. All right. Unbelievable. But but tell them who you saw later that night. So, as a bonus plan, after that Bring it full circle, Josh. Took an Uber down to the world-famous Whiskey-A-Go-Go and saw L.A. Guns. Yes! Yeah, it was absolutely amazing, dude. Uh, Phenomenal time out there. 
Uh, we absolutely love the LA scene. We've been out there four times down the last couple of years. I'm with you, brother. And and it's almost every single time it's been based around going out to see a band. Um, in February we saw a Yachtly crew out there. Yeah, well, speaking of yacht rock, we went. We planned a <laughs> vacation. Around, that sounds made yeah, up. Going, Ange. It's oh, a no. fantastic. I'm so jealous that they had that name. It was, yeah. I'm, I'm super we, we jealous. We planned a vacation around a cover band of yacht rock music two, called two Yachtly Crew. And we went out to L.A. and saw them perform at the Viper Room. And it was batshit crazy, amazing. They're, they have a residency there. They're sold out. These guys are huge on the West they Coast. They paid Mario Lopez's like private party. They're like, they're it's huge. crazy. Oh, Greg's done that before. And they're too. at yeah, the Viper Room. That's really nuts. That, at the freaking the Viper Room, it's though. amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Now, Angie, let's, let's go right to you. I, I can't wait to hear how you and, and Greg Hansberry, the uh, Benny Maradonis album, are like your favorite records. <laughs> no, well, but seriously, Angie, what, talk to us. My, us music, what you my music is pretty obscure. So, I I mean, or it's pretty varied, I guess. So, I, I we listened. It's summertime, so I listen to stuff depending on the mood that I'm in. So, it's summer. I listen to uh, Yacht Rock. We listen to it on our back patio. Listen to a little bit of country. Love Kenny Chesney. That whole vibe because it's my summertime vibe. Is that country? But we'll then, save that for another show. It is. But it's like, <laughs> it's like a country Jimmy I'm just Buffett. Being, really. I'm just being a dick. I, I'm, kidding. I know, totally. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm like, I seriously, there's not much you can find that I don't totally love. So, but then I'm also like a. If we're going out for the night, I'm a diehard Godsmack. I am a. It, it depends on what. What our mood is. We listen, but You're I was a rocker. thinking, mm-hmm. a total rocker. Wrong with that, Angie. We're a total Absolutely. rocker. But then I love, I can totally do a little bit of pop. Today's not, I mean, there's not much going on. There's Bruno Mars and Justin Timberlake still kind of. Well, we're counting on Greta it. Van Fleet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're counting on that. But, uh, but we do love old school. That is what we listen to all the time. I mean, my, I have 50 million playlists of my own genres of stuff that nobody else would listen to <laughs> we would listen and, and, and once again the name of your uh pavilion or your what Kulo yacht rock pavilion 123 thunder island we should record a we should do a nights of the rock table out there you man. totally oh, should it's totally. awesome the guys be, would love but you have to blast. wear your captain hats yeah you have to wear captain hats okay oh i'm God, probably gonna wear my battle cool. vest yeah it'd with be my injustice for all patch yeah that's probably gonna happen all right so here we go gang i love metallica and i love old metallica i don't like yeah, I'm with not you. Not that it's new yeah, Metallica. Don't, yeah, don't, but I don't, it, yeah, you don't like Ange, Metallica Ange. with the steel Josh drum in the not, background Josh from is the not Caribbean. an old Metallica person. Just, I, I like it a hell of a lot better me. than the new steel drum sound. We are not going... This is not going to be the last time we bring up Metallica. Because <laughs> yeah. we're going to talk about Dr. Feelgood, and we're going to talk about Bob Rock. So the Metallica thing will come up again. Uh, Motley Crue's Dr. Feelgood, released September 1st, 1989. Best uh, there, year ever. There were... Oh, love is great, sex is fine, <laughs> we're the class... Of eighty nine, <laughs> but yes. I'm just throwing that out there. Love and this it. this oh, came I'm out. Jealous. What, what, okay, uh, Ange, what year? Ninety one. Right ninety one. Ninety one. Both yeah. of you ninety one. Yeah. Right on. Oh, for I was sure. buying you guys beer. Yeah. I was buying you guys beer back in the day. Trust I wasn't. I had no problems uh, at fifteen. Yeah, so I didn't good. have the testicles to do that anyway. Uh, we used Josh. to just go down to Morse Road and drive through with our braces. And oh, <laughs> too much <laughs> info. We'll take, yeah, too much awesome. info. Uh, there were five singles released. Dr. Feelgood, Kickstart My Heart, Without You, Don't Go Away Mad, mm-hmm. uh, Just Go Away, and yeah. Same Old Situation. Uh, Motley's best-selling album. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this rolling, and, and I don't want uh, to dampen the mood, all right? Because, Uh-oh. no, I love this. So I what I did last night, uh, I sat down and, and I threw... I threw Dr. Feelgood on, and and I and I and this is when I wrote. I'm excited to hear. I, I like to write. Yeah. I like to write. Yeah. I don't hop on my laptop. I got you. I, I'm I write. with you, brother. I write. Absolutely. Here's what I wrote, and yeah. and I would love to. I, I want to hear your guys's take, and every and we'll get to that. But here's sure. what I'm throwing out here. This is just the notes I wrote. Okay. 
while I've had a few. <laughs> Mick sounds amazing. Yeah. Best record since Shout. Bob Rock giveth and Bob Rock taketh away. This is the producer of this album, Greg Hansberry. Now, he gave Motley and Metallica the polish that they needed to leave the stratosphere. But there was some damage done. Uh, Rattlesnake Shake, that's lame. Time for Change is is low-hanging fruit. Kind of cheesy. Yeah, that one's bad. Slice Your Pie is phenomenal. Mix First Class. Kickstart is badass. Don't go away mad. And I'll say this. I don't say it in front of my Motley buddies because... I'm in the group of the first two records. Sure, sure. All right. That song was awesome. It was, it really was awesome. That was song. one of the best. Really good song. That could, anybody could have had that. And Garth Brooks yeah. could have had that. Yeah, it had a country vibe to it. You're absolutely right. And, 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 and had a hit with it. That's a phenomenal song. Um, and then I dropped down to this, guys. Uh, I went into kind of a motley... Uh, kind of a what are those called? Like a what are the in space? Like a wormhole? Yeah, <laughs> goddamn, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. I listened to Theater of Pain after that. Now I'm oh, way wow. too hard. I'm okay. way too hard on that record. They still have that same Sunset Strip. Uh, keep your eye on the money. Yeah. Uh, that riff uh, could have been on Shout, but stylistically they were changing. Absolutely, and that'll bring us back to Doctor Feelgood. Uh, I love Louder Than Hell and Use It or Lose It, mm-hmm. but but they were they were they were changing. I had already went off and done the thrash uh, thrash scene. I was I was gone. I was da- I was the I was with Dave Mustaine and, and and James at that point. Wow! But I still bought these records. I still you know what? And I can bitch about Sammy Hagar as much as I want, but I bought fifty one fifty. That was great. Album. I bought OU eight one two. I bought for unlawful carnal, uh, carnal knowledge, and they, nice. they were they weren't great, Ange. But we'll get we'll get they were great at that time. But they were great at that time. That literally embraced yeah. that whole time. But but I'm these a diehard were, David Lee girl, so these, I totally get these it. These were these were rec- this record. Doctor Feelgood was so phenomenally produced. And look, I bitch about Bob Rock and sure. what he did to Metallica. This sounds amazing. Lars heard Doctor Feelgood in the first few notes, and it's like we got to grab this cat. This record was huge. It's the biggest Motley Crue record, as much as I want to slobber over on Shout at the Devil and Too Fast for Love. And I'm going to start with you, because it is an important record for folks our age and the, and the style of music record. we love. We, have, um, we do have a huge argument over this record. It's all good. Because uh, the actual Dr. Feelgood song is probably my least favorite Motley Crue song, which that's, is... That's most cool. Mo- I know, but that's most cool. Motley people freak out about that, but I'm like... Like when it comes on, I'm like, because <laughs> I'm like, I like, I'm very much too fast for love. I'm very much like old Motley. Um, love Kickstart. Kickstarts. I mean, it's iconic. No matter what, where I am, it, it's the best. Kickstart my heart. I'm gonna throw this out there yeah. because there is comparisons in my mind when I think about when I want to legitimize Kickstart my heart. Mm-hmm. I compare it to Wild Side. Yeah, Wild Side is fantastic. That's right? Yeah, that's right? Fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it is. Mick's Absolutely. taking a... And we don't talk and about Mick Mars enough. No. It's like a groove. I, I I don't know. It's a heavy beat driven... I, I mean, I love it. And, and still to this day. Still to this day. And and honestly, when I'm listening to this, this record last night, I throw it on. And when I heard my wife singing Sticky Sweet. Yes. And she knew every word. I'm thinking to myself. I'm thinking to myself. All right, this is what, and and no offense, Ange, but this is what we could all agree. The guys and the girls, there was some, there was stuff on this record where it's like, look, I know this isn't bastard. I know this (laughs) isn't red hot. 
But they, the, the 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 girls love this this record. This was this was something for, for sure. all of us. Huge. This is something 100%. we could meet in the middle on. One hundred percent, and because it, it's sexy, this kind of music it has a sexy groove to it. It's it's that kind of music. That era does have that that you that I feel like we lost later on in the nineties to where it just became everybody was miserable. This was literally <laughs> oh. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, dude, she hit her beer on the microphone. This is a fucking show. I told you it's going to be a two-parter. But it it ha- it has those sexy grooves. It makes you. I mean, it for both guys and girls. I don't feel like it is. I don't know. I I mean, I love all of it. I love every single song. I love Rattlesnake Shake. That doesn't. I mean, I know, I know. But uh, but that's look. They were doing what they had to do. Yep. I get that. And, and, and guys, they were trying to get sober at yeah. this part. Josh, as I, as I turn to you, and, and Angel, I'll come back to you on this record because we, we need to break this down. Look, man, here's the deal. Motley Crue was trying to get sober at this point. I understand that. If you look at theater pain, and this is my this is my argument right. with theater pain and girls, girls, girls. The guys were strung out. Oh, big we found yeah. out later yeah. on. Yeah, Dude, I love girls, girls, girls. Absolutely. I love Wild Side. Yeah. I understand that. But Nona's on that son of a bitch too. Correct, yes, and 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 and, and <laughs> quite honestly, Nikki and those guys and Nikki, look, this is Nikki's band without a doubt. This is yeah. Nikki's band, and I love Nikki Six to yeah. death. He's one of my all-time favorites. My last Halloween in 1984, I was Nikki Six. Hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, but but the thing is, there was throwaways. Oh, there, without a that, doubt. And that's why I also went to the Doctor Feelgood because there weren't a lot of throwaways on this. The guys were serious. They less. were writing good. They yeah. were writing good yeah. songs. Yeah. But you know what I mean, man. Absolutely. Josh, those first two records, I would I, I would take those on a desert island with right. me, man. But that, but theater and girls, there's a lot of shit oh, on there, man. Yeah, theater was um in my opinion, theater is their worst album. When you heard and smoking in the boys' room, yeah. I'm like, fellas. And it's you come know, on. But at the same time, I get that because that was a song that Vince was playing in cover bands before he joined the crew. So that song That's meant why something we asked to the him. Aboard. And yep. Yep. so when yep. they're going to go ahead and re-record that, I mean, again, let's be honest, it was a huge hit for him. It was. It, their, made them it made them relevant. Right. Now, you can argue what the best Motley song is. It's kind of hard not to go with "Home Sweet Home." Um and and for Home Sweet Home to come off that album, that's that gives that album credibility. For the most part, kind of garbage. I agree. As a crew fan, that's hard for me to say, but it, it, it's 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 overall pretty weak. They went a bluesy route, which I can respect, but it was such a night and day difference between shout and theater that you're kind of like, okay, you can see where they became. I don't want to use the word pop, but you can see where they started. To, they man. started to have their change. And, and and I guess that's Josh. That's what I meant by saying I've been too hard on theater of pain myself okay. because I've done that on this show. They still had some Sunset Strip, absolutely on there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I just, you know what I did, guys. What? I'm gonna tell you guys this. I didn't even tell Greg what Uh-oh. I what I did. Ooh. So this is my this are my drunk notes. No, no, but there's my Ace Fraley. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what I did? I did my top five 
Motley Crue albums. Oh, oh, we got to come back to that. Come on, man. We're I'm just with... throwing this out there. Just... This is shit I did when I was drinking. But we can. Do... That's a whole other conversation. It is. Let's it is a conversation. <laughs> You're Let's... like We're redirecting back to the that. conversation. We're coming back to that. You said theater. <laughs> Let me go on to girls now. Okay. Go to girls. I, would, I, I want to know. So, so theater to me was. Josh and I have history. Theater. Josh and I have history. I theater hope that's cool to with me you, was absolutely. Theater was the time of drunken debauchery and just being. You Neil know, killed kinda, the dude, bro. Kinda, oh, Neil killed so the dude. He, he killed the dude, bro. He set his own words. He was the O.J. Simpson of, of his time. He got away with murder. He yeah, didn't have he, an AC. No, dude, he, he, Mick Mars wasn't driving him around. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have an AC. He didn't have an Alan Cowings. Right, so, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. I'm being, I'm being a dick now. Go, right, so go. moving on to girls. Yeah. Like you said, it was overall weak, but then you saw flashes of brilliance coming through that heroin haze that Six was in with Wild Side, with Girls, Girls, Girls. I mean, give me a break. Those are two iconic, iconic. 80s no, I'm with rock you. songs. I'm with you. Um, but it was obviously at that point, like you said, we found out later. I mean, fuck, dude. Six OD'd and died. Yeah. I, know. I mean, they went to Japan and they were told, you'll never play in this country again. You guys are fucking sick, demented people. So <laughs> to to for for girls and for Wildside to even come out of that was amazing in itself. I feel you. I feel you. I, I just Ange, throw but, throw some well, throw but, some throw some girl love on us here. What, what was think... your take on this record as it was as it was happening? Because look, it is what it is. And these were eighties kids. Yes. It, we can talk about this. It was different for guys. It was different from girls. It was totally it, it different. It was totally different. It, it was, it man. It still is. The music still is different for guys and for girls, at least in my opinion. And, I mean, and you front a band, so you're, yeah. but you're playing all these songs. Well, but they're songs that have meaning to me. They're the, they're the songs that I, they yeah, touch something in where, right you know, on, you're Josh. just like, this is, right on, dude. you know, this is... This is what I, I feel something when I play these songs. It's, I feel something when I listen to these songs. You know, for guys, they definitely listen to more of the guitar and they're listening to all the things. I'm listening to who it makes me think of during that time, what it makes me feel. It makes me want to party. It makes me want to have a good time. It's, I, I don't know. And I think you, when you are in that shit show of drugs and alcohol, sometimes in that desperate point of your life that's where you do bring the artists do bring the best of themselves because it's just out there and that's where you do get some of it and i guarantee you guys feel the same way i do like nikki writes with other people i can hear like i remember saliva uh, yeah saliva had we a song one of their biggest saliva, hits. saliva yeah. had a song with with nikki six mm -hmm. and i i know when nikki six has been writing with a band mm -hmm. you can tell absolutely. i can tell absolutely when he has been a part of the writing process yeah. he's just one of those cats that when you hear it like man it's a nikki six song yeah absolutely one of my favorite albums is brides of destruction which was his yeah oh I, his, no 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 i, no. I mean no, i got gotcha. you i love that album way more than any 6 a.m album because it is gritty it is raw it's very no, we all do well, you intense. Then more than any <laughs> 6 a.m I mean, I mean that's what you get though. life is beautiful but other than that girlfriend yeah well and we saw we <laughs> saw we saw them in cleveland on that tour too and it was fan in this little tiny rock club and it was like raw amazing it was a no backing tracks to nothing it was them playing <laughs> brides never, of destruction I'll never forget and it, it was them playing L.A. Gun songs and Motley songs with a guy who had the pipes. And that London like Legrand, he was absolutely was right on. Good singer, oh. amazing. No, I'm, with I'm with you. So cool. All right. Well, guess what? We're gonna do our top five Motley. Right. I'm gonna do it. You're and, doing and, albums and, or songs? I'm doing albums. 
Because I, I want I want to go down this rabbit hole with you too. Wow, I'm excited for us. You're gonna shit then. No, you're not. Yeah, no, you're, not. Because you're not gonna like what I say. I, I don't care, Josh. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's fine, bro. Listen, it's all good. You, you look. I'm gonna have you look. I'm gonna get you and every other Van Hagar fan on here, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about 5150 and what it meant to us. 5150. We'll do that another album. day. Great we'll do that album. another. It's a great rock record. Yeah. It's, it's also a great just, time period. I think like 5150 makes me think of that time period mm-hmm. instead too, of just the Edge, music. So. Me too, but, but I would rather hear House of Pain or Girl Gone Bad. <laughs> Those were the last two songs that Dave left me with. And then the next thing I hear on the radio is... What the hell happened? We do rock that okay. song, though. I know. No, you guys. No, listen. Trust me. People love it when we play it. I, I know. know. Well, yeah. I get I it. Well, our I key- get our key- it. Our keyboardist is pretty phenomenal. Uh, so. Hashtag Archie's being a dick. <laughs> All right, here we go. Are you ready, gang? I'm excited. And, and, and Josh, you know what? I'm going to skip you, and I'm going to go right you, to Angie. Oh, you You're going to go first. Yeah, you have to. Okay. All right, number one. And this is tough. This is tough for me. To pick one of these two, I'm going to put Shout, because that was the first thing I heard. You started with number one, not five? No, I'm starting with number one. Oh. Yeah, right, right. Just because I love the story of how, and I've told it before when we did Shout the Devil, I'm coming out of basketball practice in seventh grade. My dad is picking me up, and the bad kids are listening to something. Yes. They're listening to something. The kids, well, okay, look, there were three types of people, and I've talked about this before. In, in, in the 80s, when you are growing up, there was the smokers, there was the jocks, and there was the farmers. That's nice. down in Marietta. That's, all no, right? I, mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's I was good. a jock. Yeah. All right? On the surface, but you go deep. Sure, you know sure, sure. But you were really a farmer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, from, no. Damn it, Ange. But for the last 25 years, I've been a smoker. But anyway, I heard, I heard, I heard uh, in the beginning, and yeah. I heard Shout the Devil. Yeah. And one of my buddies who played with me in grade school, Shannon, uh, he was over there, and he's like, no, that's Arch. He's cool, man. I'm like, what the hell are you guys listening to? This is a band called Motley Crue, and that's where it, that's where it started. I love Too Fast for Love. Yeah. On my battle vest, I've got my Too Fast for Love patch. It is my favorite Motley Crue album, but I cannot deny what Shout the Devil meant to me. So Shout's number one. Too Fast for Love is number two. And number three is Motley 94 with Karabi. Uh, that, that, and as much... As we want to make out about this record and everything, granted, it shouldn't have been called Motley Crue, but that's one of the best rock albums from that era for bands, the, the style of music that we like. And 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 John Karabi is still one of the best singers. John Karabi is still one of the best singers out there. Uh, number four is Dr. Feelgood, just with the magnitude of everything that went down. And number five is Theater of Pain. Uh, you know, and, and, and I can't wait to hear your Generation Swine. I can't <laughs> wait to hear, <laughs> no, hear about Dr. Feelgood. Do not feel laugh because he loves Generation Swine. I do, swine. and I do too. Josh, you know, but come on, Josh man. Josh will a rocket ship look, for you. I, look, Nikki Six, Nikki Six <laughs> could fart over at Jack White's studio, <laughs> right, and I would right, right, probably right. buy it. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But but that, that's just where I stand. I'm with you. Uh, Ange, I would love to hear your top five. Go ahead and start with number one, just because I'm... Um, I, number I, one would be uh, Too Fast for Love. Oh, God, that's why you get a ring. We literally exactly. driving to the airport in our cute little red uh, 
convertible yesterday. I threw on some Too Fast for Love. Driving through Inglewood. Uh-huh. Merry go round and round. <laughs> we, we thought we'd... we'd uh, uh, I literally put the top up on the convertible. I mean, we, were, we did we think were we were going to get cranking Too Fast for Love. But not a nice neighborhood in yeah, LA. And I'm like, but it was hysterical. Up. I know, but I thought that would fend ah, people off. Get you know? a piece of that <laughs> action, girl. Yeah. For sure. What else? Um, Number and two. I would, I'd probably say Shout at the Devil. Isn't that crazy? And I can't wait to hear what Josh says, yeah, but isn't absolutely. that crazy? Those are the first two. Girl, that's the way it is. That's the um, way it is. Number three. Now, this is going to be interesting. John Karabi's listening. Oh, I I hated John Karabi um, until- She's a Vince girl. I got until it. I'm a Vince girl. I got it. I, am, I, got it I would take Vince at 400 pounds like he is now. He, yeah. I am a Vince yeah. girl. Yeah, number three. I, I support him With completely. some signature sauce. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I, we still go see him. I mean, except he's last- He's a legend. Time, we just yeah. saw Say him. what you want, but he's a legend. He is. You, you and damn he still skippy. has like, a coolness to him. You damn right. But we saw Vince, him, man. We saw him in January, and I was sad. I couldn't even post any pictures because he looked like too tuntessy. I was so sad. It's I was right. like, it's all right. yeah. oh it's his our guy, man. I love Vince. Yeah. I, I still know. love well, Vince. Get some Spanx or something. I mean, it was a hot yeah. mess. Oh I would. I, it's not. Ange, this is going like, down a road I didn't think it was. I thought you were. Yeah, but it's, I mean, come on. You are you have an all right. image all right. to Here comes Karabi um, at number four or three. No, no. I'll say, uh, I'll probably say feel good. Same okay. old situation. It's probably one of my favorite It's a great jam. That's a jam. That's a jam. Um, I still play that song. It's such a good song. On so rock radio. We play that song if you come out to our gigs. We'll get to that. And then I'll do. And then what I say? I said girls. Or oh, I said feel no. good. No one yeah. said then girls. Then girls. Okay. Then ninety four, I guess. But ninety four. Oh, what the hell but is ninety four? I'll guess. Ninety four. I. It took me. It John, took don't me, listen, John. Don't worry about that. Ninety four probably brother. took me fifteen years to love. I hated it. He went by himself. Well, he went I with played his it on my college show. I, I didn't get, give a flying he fuck. Pa- he played it so much. That was a so great much. rock record. He played Damn it right so much. Josh. It was insane. It's but I was record. like, well, I was like how you feel about David Lee and Sammy. I was like, who That's is this ugly, hideous person? It's not even remotely how I feel. About that <laughs> it's not even remotely how I feel. <laughs> well, in a girl standpoint, I was like, this dude is hideous and gross. His voice sounds nothing like a Motley Crue singer. I guess it kind of is the way I felt about And Sammy. I was like, ugh, no, I this you. is miserable. I mean, I hated him forever until we went to go see him at Bethel Road Pub. Is he a sweetheart? Oh, is he my. a sweetheart? And then what a great songwriter! What a great vocalist! Bro, is he amazing? We amazing. met him and then hung out with him. And then three he in the morning. then he rides yeah. with Josh. He has Josh ride in the car with him Damn to right. freaking ha- where was that halftime tavern? It was like some small little bar that just happened to be open. I love it. And we hung out with John Karabi till and literally three in the he's like, and it's Valentine's Day because it was Valentine's Day and I thought he was going to shit himself. And that's Karabi. And I'm like, that's oh my Karabi. god, it was insane. We were a hot mess and it was fantastic. What number are we on? She's on. She's on. I did. I did. I said five. I said five. Three was feel good. Four was um, uh, girls, and ninety four was uh, five. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. That's good, Ange. That's cool. Yeah, I knew, and this is the deal. I knew when I had you guys on. Mm-hmm. I knew where this was going, and I love it because guess what? This is the beauty of of cats are and gals our age. This is the way we did it. Absolutely. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. Hey, guess what? I didn't want Sammy Hagar in the band, no. but I bought every one of those damn yeah, records. For sure. And guess what? If you go into my cabinet, you're going to find a load and reload. Don't tell <laughs> ours, but it's on there. I've got it. I've got it. It doesn't mean we supported our folks, man. I love it. We didn't like every decision they made. Uh, Josh Kulo, top five Motley Crue albums. Uh, number one, Too Fast. Um, how can you not have chills go up and down your spine when live Did both of you, and to bring Ange back in this, yeah. what did you discover first? Because for me, it was the guys, it was the smokers listening to Shout the Devil. It this was is before Shout it looks at Kip. Yeah. This is before it looks at Kill yeah. or any of that. 
but I went and I bought them at the same time. Yeah, I yeah. bought them at the same time. So that's, I guess that's why. Well, Look, I'd so, put Shout Ahead too, guys. Right, Trust right, right, me. Right, 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 well, right. I'm Trust a chick. Me. So um, I was in fifth grade. You were in seventh grade. I was in fifth grade, and one of the guys in my class who was super smoking hot cute yeah, brought his a- Shout at the Devil uh, a tape, Boom. cassette tape. Boom. They didn't have CDs back then. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, he's totally listening to that. I have to see who this is. And literally loved it only that, because of him. Cause you that's won, Josh. You won, Josh. But that's how... But that's how chicks work in that way to where I was like, oh, my God, what is he listening to? He's totally hot. Then I totally liked it. And that's how. Fair enough. That's how it happened. And you were so, you were a shout before. before. So, so that Well, that's how I got turned on to the crew. So right it, was, on, it was 84. And for my birthday, someone bought me VH 1984. And someone bought me Motley Crue Shout the Devil. What a I great year for you. Bro. <laughs> what a great Here's year the thing, for you. though. I didn't know who Motley was. And when my mom had a fucking conniption fit about Shout at the Devil. <laughs> I didn't care that she made me throw it away, so I didn't even listen to it. But that's what at least made me think, okay, well, who's Fair Motley Crue? When I, my very first concert ever was 1987 at Legend Valley. White Snake and Motley Crue <laughs> on the Girls, Girls, Girls <laughs> tour. Yes. And, Always comes back to cover. And, 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 bro, we... They sound like Zeppelin, Josh. When I was there, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't care for Livewire. I didn't care... For looks that kill, because all I cared about that time, uh, dude, it was '87. All you? I cared about was all I really knew was "Home Sweet Home," "Smoke in the Boys Room," "Keep Your Wild Side," on the money. and "Girls." Right so on. even at 15, even though I claimed them as my favorite band, I didn't even like the first two albums at that point. It took me a couple years because at 15 is when I fell in love with heroin addict Nikki Six. I yeah. bought my first bass, and then I started to appreciate the older stuff. So now right. at 45 years old. I can say number one by far is too fast. So too fast. Yeah. Shout. Oh uh, no. What the no. hell is going on? Oh, no. please be Karabi. Please be Karabi. It'll be Karabi. That's absolutely Karabi. Yes! Um, I, yeah, am, I have no problems bro, with this am, list, Josh. I am dying hard. Zero there, fucking get, problems. There's gonna with be a it. point where you have a problem with it. No. Just forewarning you. So number two, number two is 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 ninety four by far. Mm-hmm. When they broke up, I'll never forget. I'm nope. in my bedroom, and at that time, I had every fucking poster covering every inch of my bedroom walls and my ceiling and I get a phone call and my buddy goes did you hear and I go hear what he goes Vince is out I go what do you mean he's like I'm looking bro I'm getting chills right now it's okay man he goes okay. Vince is out of Motley they fired him bro I bawled I mean I was a fucking disaster and you heard smoke the sky and then they get together with this Karabi guy, and, and kind of like what Angie said, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Dark hair, <laughs> looks like some grungy shithead. I mean, this is the time of grunge. Yeah. We hated so grunge. When, when, dude, Down with when grunge. hooligans came out, mm. okay, when hooligans came out, I was so obsessed that I went and found a CD single of it, and I took it to Mean Mr. Mustard's, because that's where Talk I went on Sunday We're going to make out with God For chicks. ACDC <laughs> Cult Night. Uh, Cult Night. And I would take that fucking CD every week, and I would beg the guy to play it, and he ignored me every week. And one week, he goes, give it to me. And that guy played Hooligan's Holiday, and the oh, entire fucking bar God, was like, dude, Josh, what is this? So I damn right what is this? John Karabi onto a bunch of people at Mean Mr. Mustard's back in the day. So Love I'm obsessed. We, we, we've been very fortunate to meet John three or four times. We've met his son, Ian. 
I'm a huge. Oh my God, Mick Mars has said it's his favorite Motley album. Well, hell yeah, it is. I mean, because he's a guitar Tom, player. Tom Loder, the only person who's Tommy's drums sound amazing on that oh, record too. The only person who's they got lost it, with Bob Rock, Josh. They oh, got stop, lost with Bob there. Rock. The only person who's bashed it is Six, and it's because Karabi contributed more than anyone else had ever contributed. Well, Nikki's a songwriter. Absolutely. I get that. I get so, that. And I, I don't think it was as successful, so Nikki tries to bash it and blame it yes. on Tom whatever. Karabi. And, right. and yeah. I get there was issues, and that whole breakup was sure. nasty before they brought yeah, yeah, yeah. Vince back but i tell you what if nikki and john karabi wrote a record oh my I'd god buy dude. it tomorrow be do you hear me nikki six it'd be amazing i'd we'd we'd buy it tomorrow there'd yeah, be like be man, probably about fifty thousand of us and it probably wouldn't correct make any, yes, yes. Couldn't make a dent but i'm just saying <laughs> we'd still buy we it. would buy it we would buy it so that's my number two all right um, here we go brother my number three is uh feel good fair enough um, I'll never forget again. I'm cruising down good old Route 3 in Westerville. <laughs> I got uh, the radio on, and I'm like, dude, I Probably like this QFM. song. Probably QFM. And I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I'm really digging it. And then, I, you know, I'm like, feel good. Man, this just sounds cool. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I think this is new Motley. And, bro, that album blew up. I mean, that album was so huge. You know, you talked earlier about what it did. Six million copies in the U.S., yeah, just man. under 10 yeah, million yeah. worldwide. No, right on, man. The five singles were all top 50 hits. Two of them were top 10 hits. That album was amazing. The fact that they had uh, Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, all of Skid Row, Brian Adams, the guys from Cheap Trick, everyone sang on this album. Because, we don't need to bring Brian Adams in. Because, <laughs> hey, hey, but bro, it Brian is what it is. It, uh, it goes to show you what an impact this album I had do. on musicians who... <laughs> <laughs> Think about though, for Strum them to, six string, <laughs> it. Hey, yeah. But for real though, for them to garner that kind of respect with their peers, and Brian Adams wasn't really a peer, but he was around. For it them to like garner, a knife. for them, for the, for them to want to be a part of that speaks volumes of how amazing the album actually was. No, I'm with you, man, and, and that's why we're that's why we're doing that yeah. record, bro. And, and, that's why and, we're doing that and, record. And then you 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 look at when that when when, when the door slams. And that guitar slides in, and then Nikki's bass and Tommy's drums come in. Jesus Christ, dude! I mean, it's one of the most badass beats in rock and roll. It really is. Um, but it, it, and I won't go too much further in this, but you can't go wrong with Kickstart, dude. I'm I mean, we are diehard Motley fans. We were in LA on New Year's Eve at the Staples Center for their last show ever. They played Kickstart. And literally, dude, oh, I'm balling my fucking eyes well, why out, Why wouldn't you be? I mean, it's, why wouldn't it's, you be? It was, that whole it was the, tour it was, it was shook us up. Absolutely amazing. That whole tour shook us up. Absolutely amazing. So, oh, by uh, the way, we are in the we're in the we are in their video. We're in the last yeah. movie. The what? The what end. The end. Yeah. We're in the. We're, you can see know, us. after that show. You can see these bonkers you know, kids with yeah. their giant after that show. Hair. That was us. Vince ordered a number three. Oh my god! I gotta pee. Pause I have to pee too. Pause it. Well, we're back from our piss break, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, uh, Josh, I have no idea where the hell you're Motley Crue, and I'm sorry to throw this on everybody, but last night, guys, you don't understand what an epiphany I had. I really went down that Mick Mars wormhole, mm -hmm. and it's like, because I'm so, when people ask me, uh, I don't like any Metallica past, you know, I don't like anything past the blackout. Yeah. I don't like any Motley Crue after the first two. Yeah. I don't like, you know what I mean? And you get in that and you're like, you know what, bro? You bought those records. And I'm listening to Theater of Pain and I'm like, 
shit, I like a ton off this album. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I listen to Girls, Girls, Girls. It's like, yeah, I get it. They were all strung out. But guess what? There's, uh, there's, there are a couple other good songs other than the two hits. Absolutely. So that that's kind of where we're at with it. And that's why I love having uh, all my friends on who we love the same music. Uh, Josh, go ahead and continue your, your countdown. All right. So we uh, count number- up the way I did. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, it's all good, man. All right, so number one uh, was uh, Too Fast. Number mm-hmm. two was 94. Uh, number that's three was awesome. Feel Good. Uh, number four for me uh, will be Shout. Okay. Um, Jesus Christ, you better, bro. Yeah, yeah. You better well, throw like said, Shout on Trust there. me, I still haven't thrown out the one you're not going to like. That's okay. Um, so, so, fourth, <laughs> so again, so, so Shout to me, I, I, I said earlier, I didn't appreciate it till later in life. But Jesus Christ, dude, when you go to a show and you see 30,000 people throwing the devil horns up, screaming, Shout, Shout. Shout! I mean, something where does too happens. young to fall in love fall in? Oh, bro! You? Right, you know right, you hear that Josh. Drum? Oh right? my God, dude, those drums! Remember come the in? video when oh, Tommy bro. ate the rice dude. and then he hated it? I mean, that was huge. I remember the world premiere. They did it at seven and nine o'clock. Josh. Yeah, oh, yeah, back back in the days when you when that was huge. Oh, it was huge. Angie, I was like, I remember such a huge production. Recording those, I was so excited. Yeah, because here's the deal. Uh, and until Home Sweet Home, you could say what you want, but no one gave a shit about the crew, man. Oh, yeah. You know, Looks at Kill was cool. Yeah. You know, I waited there listening to Casey Kasem or, or, uh, or Rick yeah. Dees, yeah. Yeah. and I would Casey write it down, Kasem. and I would wait for Motley Crue or Dawkins' ballad to get on the list <laughs> so I could hear something I knew what it was. Oh, that's the Pointer Sisters. I'm going to wait. I'm waiting, Rick Dees. Well, at that point, but, you're, but, you're pressing play and you, record on your cassette recorder to they, try to catch but it. But don't they, you miss that? You had to be uh, in the moment I miss back it, then. Angie. I miss everything It wasn't just like, oh, screw it. it. I'm going to record this shit and I'll catch we it whenever sound like I our can. Parents. You, I know. Well, it's true, I, it's I, true. I am. I am the meanest old lady. It's awful. But I mean, but seriously, it is so sad. You were so in the moment. You literally listened. Even shit you didn't like, you listened to it because you were like, the Did next you? song might be something I do like. Absolutely. Listen here, yeah. Kulos. Yeah. I think I saw you guys Facebook do not do fireworks after midnight. <laughs> oh, was that sure. you too? Oh, you should... not, no, not two. God damn it. Not what do you know? <laughs> it is me. No, man. I literally, literally become a grumpy I'm, old lady. I am I'm full, telling you, Josh. I am full Dude. female Clint Eastwood. You step a foot in my lawn, you might get Don't shot. Don't do it after I midnight. Like, what are you, these freaking Pokemon kids, get the I, hell off my lawn. I, I will went, chase you with my cane. It I paid insane. a lot of money for those grams of fireworks. <laughs> and I'll be damned if I want to do it after midnight on July 7th, but Angie. Listen, I'm going to yeah. do but it. But this is the thing. I'm all about it if I'm in the party. If I'm not in that party or if I'm not in the mood, that's exactly. You. If I'm not in the mood, then okay. whatever. No fun for anybody else. Oh, my God. I just, I'm entertained by it. Every time she gets on one of her old lady kicks, I literally just laugh at her. I'm like, I'm like I out the blinds. Who the hell is doing that? I wanted to heart it, Angie, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, no. I, I didn't. I'm like, yeah, damn it. I'm part of her problem. Oh, my God. Plus, exactly. that was funny. You have to admit. That's how, it said that's how old I was. Josh, did you do your top five? I, so I'm oh. on five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Jesus Christ. I know, right? right Welcome. So four was shout, Welcome to and, Vinyl and, and, and five is where I'm going to probably lose a lot oh of respect with people, God. but I don't give no, a shit. No, dude, it doesn't matter, man. Don't it worry about it. It is not Generation Swine. It's all good. <laughs> it is New Tattoo. Okay. No, Josh, um, come on, man. New, Who are you talking to? I'm, I'm telling you, dude, if you actually listen to it unbiasedly, it's the closest well, that's not thing. Happen. I know. I loathe it. But it's the closest <laughs> thing. It is the closest thing to feel good. 
When you listen to that album, I love that stuff. Three man. or four of those songs, Hell on High Heels, Punching the Teeth by Love. That's a good song. Hell on High Heels is a good song. Hell on High Heels is a very good song. That's a good they, song. Those songs could have been on Feel Good. And the only reason, in my opinion, that, that album didn't do well was because Tommy's dumbass was in jail and he didn't play drums on it. So that, to me, is the only reason that none of those songs made it big. And, 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 and dude, I have no problem with that. I, dude, I, I album, never bro. argue with any of my buddies yeah, about 80s album. rock because we all have, we all have our opinions. We all have something that probably doesn't. It's a little left or right to yeah, center. Yeah, it, yeah, it happens, man. Yeah. But I will say this, and I want to hear what Angie thinks. I want to hear what you think. Tommy, and look, two thumbs. Neil Peart, right here. Sure, oh, yeah, I'm just letting you know. I just watched a Rush documentary on the flyback from L.A. Amazing. Tommy Lee, it, it, look, Nikki's a great songwriter. Sure. Mick, underrated Absolutely. at guitar. Completely all right. Great. No offense, Angie. Vince gets what he gets. Absolutely. He's 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 one of the iconic front men of that time. Right. But let's bring it down. He ain't Roger Daltrey. Right. I, I, I vocally I, don't, I, don't. I, I I get that. But but Tommy Lee. Yeah. And I fought I remember fighting this fight in junior high. And I said junior high. Do you know what the hell that is? Greg, do you know what a junior high is? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And in high school. Tommy Lee is one of the greatest rock drummers awesome, of all man. time. Yeah. All time. Yeah. Um, and I think I would love to... Look, that first record, Too Fast for Love, it was showcased because he was he was the talented musician. Oh, without a doubt. I think that Motley Crue 94 record yeah. is one of the best drumming records of that era. It's amazing. I, I think his sound on that drum-wise for the, the Karabi yeah, record yeah. is great. And, and, and Tommy Lee... Look, I pray for Tommy all the time. Dude, he's got. Uh, look, I don't want him watching my kids. No, <laughs> he's a, he's a disaster. He's, he's a disaster. Now. Like, right he's now, he's, he's a disaster. A... He disaster. Yeah. He can honk a, a horn with his wiener. I uh, yeah, but that's when he was great. That, that was fantastic. That, that's amazing, yes. Angie. And yes. I, we would all want to to be. Correct. That Pam yes. was my break. girl forever for like for the longest. But Tommy time. Lee is one of the best rock drummers, and and yeah. people used to give me shit for yeah, that when but, I and even when I was in my thrash. See, and, and you know, when I was throwing out drummers from the bands that, that right. I loved, I'd be like, well, Tommy Lee got Tommy Lee. Yeah, but dude, Lee. the people who were giving Are you, you kidding shit, me? the people who were giving you shit were probably the same people who weren't really paying attention to what you were saying and were going, Iron Maiden's fucking great. I don't know how they're not bigger. And Dawkins are greatest on how they're not bigger. All that they makes, did, all those are great points. Right. They <laughs> but, but, but my whole point is, those are probably the people that were going, I don't like Tommy Lee. And, it's because he was they, Motley was better than Iron Maiden and Doc and commercially. Yeah. So commercially, probably, commercially, I like how oh, you threw yeah, that yeah, in there. Yeah, 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 you yeah. threw that in there. Oh, absolutely, dude. dude. I'm not. Yeah, I, see, I don't need that because it ain't coming to your email. No. Josh. <laughs> that shit's coming to my email. The pretty filth at gmail.com. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the conversation. But yeah, but you know what I'm saying though, dude. I hear what you're saying because you know, obviously, I'm biased. I'm a crew fan, but unbiased he's a very good musician he's a very good musician i won't say anything about his ridiculous rapping shit but oh he's, my god i loved methods oh, of Sheila, mayhem oh. but that's, and, di- no, that's different methods of mayhem was his band get, i'm talking about the naked. dj stupid that? bullshit that he does now that song was the yeah, best get, it was great Do you remember that video? Go now. bro we tell we greg go. you need to pull up that youtube no. video it's methods of mayhem get naked pam is naked in it but tommy's naked Everybody's it's fantastic we saw the video yeah and limp biscuit he was that was his friend durst that was when he was with Fred Durst. remember him fred durst a little bit kind of yeah vince neil yeah 
I was more of a West <laughs> Borland guy. There you go. There yeah, you go. I'm just kidding. But but no, I I I, I kid. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Tommy and he had Lee, braids. Tommy had braids. Then one too. of the best. One of the best. <laughs> rock without drummers. a doubt, man. Without a doubt. And and the, and the fact that he could then put on a show. The fact that you know he ended his career with Motley on a goddamn roller coaster. Literally awesome. going over half of an arena and spinning upside down, mm-hmm. and I mean, and then the year that he did on the Feel Good tour, he did the drum kit that went out over it. Then he bungeed off of it. It wasn't just that he was a good drummer. It wasn't. Let me put say this: people it could say he show, was a people man. could say he was a shitty drummer, and he made up for it by putting on a show. That wasn't the case that with wasn't him. The case. Damn good drummer. Who went ahead and put on a show anyway? Yeah, I mean, and, it, he, it, and he lives in his. He has the. He is a child. It's like, cartoonish. I've read his, I, I get he it. Is that's cartoonish. cartoonish but, but he's a great who, rock drummer. But that's who he is, though. He is the most immature, childlike. I've read like his books. I mean, it's it's insane. So I appreciate the fact that he literally what he's doing. He is so geeked and excited about that. I think it's fantastic. I'm I'm glad we were able to do this. Yeah, yeah all right, no, because no. because it, look, that's the beauty. Of and I always bring it back to this, but that's the beauty of folks our age. That's the beauty of the music we grew up listening to. This is what we did. We, Greg, we did this in 1986. Oh yeah, absolutely. We did this in 1986. It was Maiden versus Priest. No, <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. y- 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 priest, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you Maiden. said Priest, but anyway, it is Priest. It is Maiden. By it the is way. Priest. No, it's Maiden. Did you oh, see you Rob Halford's no, jacket that he wore at the Rock on the Range? It's, it's, it was it's, absolutely it's, fabulous, it's, flawless, it's, fantastic. Which band is Dave Murray in? Because that's the band I'm picking. I'm just telling <laughs> everyone. Rob Halford. Dave Murray. Rob Caught Murray. that pick. Oh, it was huge. Nice. This is the beauty of what we yeah, do. Absolutely. This is the beauty of the scene in Columbus, Ohio, yeah. of people who love to play the '80s rock. And we, this is what we do after the show. When when oh, when Ange and Josh are done, this is what we're talking about. Yeah, totally. This is the thing we're doing. Uh, <laughs> and and Josh, Angela Kulo. Thank you so much. I I hope you guys had fun. This is the way. Oh, God, yes. This is absolutely. the way I envisioned. We had a blast once again. If people want to check out the pretty filth, if they want to check out your uh, pavilions <laughs> Facebook page, <laughs> tell us where we can find you guys. We are the pretty filth. You can like us on Facebook. You can like us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, that should be, you know, you could follow us in our car wherever you see us. <laughs> I mean, we'll be at follow local you. venue. I just, around we just you. want to we follow check you out guys. good music. Uh, you guys rock. No, we love the Columbus scene. We like to go out and support our friends and uh, local bands. And Josh, yeah. it, isn't it amazing? And Ange brings up the point. I mean, the Columbus scene and and what we all have kind of you guys have created it. I, it's fun for me to to be on the radio and, and see people who who love the same style of music that we we all love. And it's fun, isn't it, man? There, there's so a fun. reason we don't play very often, and it's because we like to go out and see everyone else. We do. Yeah. We like to go out and have a good time and support the other groups that are out there. We like because... to go to L.A. and see <laughs> Yeah, we, yeah. That's, that's, that's what, what it's saying, all about. Man. So, I mean, we do. To, to, to say being in L.A. And, and being all these other places, the Columbus music scene is ridiculous. We spent a week in Austin, and Austin is known for its live music scene. Columbus is right there. Columbus is a phenomenal music scene. It really does. I like to hear that. Yeah, I like yeah, to hear that. Doubt, man. Uh, Josh and, and Angie Kulo, thank thank you guys. The pretty filth. Thank you. What what a blast, uh, producer Greg. Thank you, producer Greg. Thank huh? you. Don't you just? I wanna... can't believe you didn't wear pants during this entire thing. Dude. <laughs> that was amazing, thing. Josh. That's his thing. Right, I don't judge, brother. <laughs> Let it happen. Look at that. I can hunt the horn too. Yeah, yeah. You can. <laughs> just like Tommy yes. Lee. Yes. 
God, you probably have never seen that, have you? Soon. <laughs> it's coming. I've been on the internet before. Yeah. Producer Greg, you do so much for this show. Yeah. I know we have an Instagram account now. Well, this is big news, Archie. Well, it's Vinyl way Analysis big. has launched an Instagram account Say tonight. What? We're gonna post our first Instagram post. Is it gonna be with the pretty filth? It yeah. better be. Yeah, it's, it's gotta, gotta be. be. So it's, it's gonna, gotta gonna be, be with sure. our ho- our guests tonight. And uh, we encourage you to follow us and engage. It's uh, you can find us on Instagram at Vinyl Analysis. Don't forget to check out QFM96.com where you will uh, find this post and uh, a Spotify playlist. Good stuff, man. Where we will cultivate uh, for this episode. Before Jay Beebs on there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's probably not. (laughs) We've already got got Yacht Rock on it. Yeah, you yes. Yacht Rock. Justin Bieber will not. Just take your wins, Kenny Loggins. (laughs) When you get the wins, Kenny Loggins. Uh, For producer Greg Hansberry, I am Arch Madness, and this has been Vinyl Analysis. Stay frosty. Frosty. <laughs> <laughs>